0: Today is a brand new day, and you have a choice to start transforming your life. Because when you commit to find the keys to unlock your true potential, you will unleash your superhuman powers. If you want to discover how to crush self-doubt, master productivity, bend time, accelerate your learning and more, you need to join us today, because this is the Superhuman Playbook Podcast. Welcome to the world of miracles.
1: Hey, superhumans, welcome back to the Superhuman Playbook podcast. Today's superhuman is Antoine Yol. He has a PhD in developmental robotics and he leads an engineering team responsible for building the next generation of sensors for autonomous vehicles. Personally, I hate driving and I can't wait for my car to drive itself. So it's good to know. That there are superhumans like Antoine making that a reality. In addition to engineering the future, Antoine is passionate about human optimization through self experimentation. He is one of our five star coaches at Superhuman Academy and author of a chapter of the Superhuman Playbook. His chapter is titled Expanding Your Brain Bandwidth Eliminating Complaints and Excuses and Leveraging Judgment. This topic is deeply practical no matter your walk of life, so you won't want to miss this interview with Antoine Eaule. Hey Antoine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. I've already given you a solid introduction, uh, but I want to give you the chance to speak for yourself. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
0: Hi Colin. Um, I am a 41-year-old French-born for now living in Portugal for the last five years, very happily. Um, In terms of professional experience, I'm currently leading a team uh, who does software in a big international company uh, where we work for um, new perception for autonomous driving. I can't go in much more detail than this, but basically, if I'm good at my job, your children won't drive. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, In addition, uh, I've been trained and I've been working as a super learner coach for the past year, uh, which is something that I enjoy a lot, which led me to the opportunity to write a chapter for the book.
1: Right, exactly. So going into that, I want to dig into your chapter more. Um, I really loved reading through yours, and it definitely uh, gave me a lot of great ideas. So, uh, just for new listeners or people who are not familiar, uh, the premise for the book that Antoine just mentioned is uh, it's aimed at super learners—people who are, are experts with learning—and they all collaborated. And the idea was to extract the number one skill, idea, strategy uh, from each author. So, Antoine's uh, chapter is titled expanding your brain bandwidth, eliminating complaints and excuses, and leveraging judgment. So uh, why do you think this topic is so important for those who want to become the best versions of themselves?
0: So it's kind of in the title. Uh, Basically, a few years back, I ran a short experiment that turned out to be a three-year experiment where I tried to just get rid of complaints. And um, the idea behind it is, uh, so that's a spoiler for the chapter, which leads to the title, which is if when you get rid of uh, complaining, making excuses and spending your time uh, passing judgment on things, events and people, you just freed a substantial percentage of your brain to do things that actually matter. <clears throat> so, if we, if we go into the example of complaining, which for which you will need to read the chapter to get into the nitty gritty of this, but um, as was um, suggested by Tim Ferriss on his on his podcast, he he ran through this experiment of wearing a, a bracelet like this one, and whenever he would spot himself or somebody else would spot, uh, would would tell him, "Are you complaining?" He would just take it and put it on the other wrist. And quite frankly, as you can see, it takes a little while depending on the on the bracelet you use. And I never considered myself a complainer or a negative person, but I thought it was worth the experiment, so I ran it. And the, the findings were fairly uh, surprising as how often you would actually move the bracelet, how often you don't move the bracelet, but you should. And you you realize that, oh my God, I'm spending, I don't know, 25% of my verbal interactions complaining, which means I spend some, I don't know how long your brain reformulates, think about this and express it to other people to no purpose. So there is nothing produced behind. so we just wasted energy, time, and possibly relationships. Uh, and this is um, this is something that was quite shocking to me, uh, since, like I said, I'm not that guy, I'm high energy, I'm positive, I want to get stuff done. and yet the first day, I think I moved it thirty five times at least <laughs> uh, then you so then the beauty of this is that you get other people engaged. Uh, to To point it out to you, and then you're like, Oh, yeah, swearing, swearing, swearing counts, uh, sarcasm which of which I'm a fan, also counts, and so little by little, you identify a behavior that you you can try to just remove and see how your life is. what well, it takes a couple of weeks, but then you realize that you 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 turn your brain and your day towards um, minimizing your verbal garbage, I would say. So something that you utter and you think that has nothing positive or even useful. And when you turn this, then you you get so much more done and you're so much happier. So that, that was the first discovery, which is the first part of the chapter, which is get rid of complaints, actually analyze when it happened, why it happened? Because this little time you take when you switch the bracelet gives you this little bit of time to, to just reflect on, like, did you really need to do this? Is this was this worth your time and people's time? And uh, that was quite um, literally, it's not a word I use lightly, transformational, because uh, now it's not gone, obviously. <laughs> uh, not complaining is, I don't think, humans that haven't meditated in a cave for 30 years can get rid of complaining completely but if you uh, just reducing it or minimizing it is is it was a it was a great game changer at the time i was in a, in a climate that was um, somehow negative but with good people which was kind of good to run this experiment and then it just it, it was like flashes everywhere. jesus this, was, this this man complains a lot. I complain a lot. We, we spend our time complaining. Well, why are we doing this? Uh, What's getting paid? So uh, thank God I was not the boss, but uh, I would look into that. Um, this led me to look into the two, of, the two other behaviors I mentioned, which is making excuses, for instance, which is if you do the math of this, of making excuses, nobody cares. And you just spend time formulating some things that may or may not be true to justify failure. and. Who, who ever said, oh, well, thank God you had an excuse. Who whoever said this? Anybody said, oh, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, you hit, tra- you hit traffic, I'm, I'm glad. It's, it's not like you suck. It's just, you hit traffic, yeah, so that's good. Uh, this, this is crazy. Just, if you get rid of them, people just uh, be like, oh, there was a bit missing in what you just said, but if you move directly to the next step, which is how to solve whatever didn't happen, well, just save yourself some time, save yourself some shame, uh, and you don't need to do this it's a it's a verbalization to to remove guilt well you're still guilty so <laughs> you, you, most things can be avoided if you prepare next time just be prepared and just don't 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 go through this so this was good so i try to avoid the word sorry unless i hit you my mistake um because there's no point point. and this one more thing that gets gets out of my um uh, of of my brain threads. And then you can just focus on action and things that actually do matter. And this is where you end up into the last bit of the the chapter, which is um, unexplored in my book. Uh, I I did spot this from other writers a long time ago. I never really understood it, because I never understood what was the difference between judgment and having an opinion. You can have an opinion. That's good. Have an opinion on things. Having a final decision about a topic of which you're not an expert, unless you need to move forward with an action, is pointless. You just throw something in your brain, like, it is like this. It is like this forever. This person, gone. Although you don't need to interact with with them at any point. Or this type of car, never going to have it. Okay. Uh, This type of career, not for me. How do you know? Um, all of this and you meet people that speak as those that judged the whole world so this is one of the personality traits as well so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Meyer Briggs test right yep so so the, so the last dimension is uh, is judging perceiving where it's uh, which is kind of nice It's so not all that end up in J are people who judge everything but they have a more tendency to judge um, <clears throat> and my only argument in this is to just use your your judgment power wisely. If you don't need to, just don't. There's, there's no point. If you're going to act on something, yeah, sure. Make, make, make a judgment call, as, as we call it, judgment call, and, and go for it. That's it. It's gone. Anything else that doesn't deserve this, you don't need to freeze anything in your brain about uh, people, things, facts, or events. This is this again. This is a, a pointless use of what you have in between your ears. It's you don't need that. Once you let go of this, you have fun discussion because there's no point. We're not. If we talk about something right now, unless I need to act in the next few minutes on the next few days, I don't need to freeze this. I got like I'm getting what you have. Maybe I have a different opinion. It, do I need to judge or be final? Nope. Nope, we can move on. That's okay. And I'd be grateful for for the input.
1: yeah, I love all that and uh one thing I did want want touch on this might be a little bit of a rabbit trail, so <laughs> feel free to redirect me. but uh we have a little bit of a shared background. so I started as an engineer. that was at the beginning of my career, and I was trained as an industrial engineer and one of the things that that I did as part of my profession is is consider the workload. Uh, of operators, employees. And we always think of those things in terms of attention. You know, people have a certain amount of attention that they can dedicate towards the task at hand and and what they're doing. And of course, you're extremely familiar with this as somebody who designs for autonomous vehicles. But uh, one thing I love that you bring up in your chapter, it's it's the trade-off, right? All the time that you spend thinking about complaining or excuses, judgments, all these things. Uh, It's not just a matter of, you know, think more positively and, you know, great, that'll be good for you. It's what are you unable to do because you're doing those things all the time that you spend on excuses, all the attention that you spend on those things is, is being stolen away from all the other things that you could be paying attention to. And uh, I, I don't think people often recognize just how little attention they actually have to spend on things. And uh, when you give it up for those purposes, you're really sacrificing uh, so much that you could be paying attention to and that you could be spending time on. Uh, do you have any further perspective on that? I know that cool. <laughs> you've got a ton of training in that area, so that'd be that's cool that's, to hear that's about.
0: Um, uh, that, that, that's great functional um, analysis of the costs. The The other thing, so... So the, the, the bracelet trick makes you aware of the points where it happens. It doesn't tell you how much it costs you. However, right. if, if if you look into this, is um uh, it's you, you you can't even know how much it takes you. The other thing is that complaining it is, it even switches your attention, which means in in uh, in terms of um, if you would think of the brain as um. Uh, as computer hardware, just have what you call a context switch. So you just like rerouted this, you're going to load all your memories as to why you hate what just happened, why it's horrible for the world, and you're going to just formulate, process it, and put it out as eloquently or violently as you can. Great. Um, And then you need to go back to whatever you are doing. So you have to unload, reload the rest. It's um. It's, 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 it's crazy because it's um, you, you're the only one doing this. So, th- there, there were also so studies about workers interruption and how long does it cost. So, for instance, I'm working, you ping me, you interrupt me because you need me, let's say. Turns out you really don't, but you didn't know that. Uh, the cost is between 15 to 40 minutes, depending on the task I was doing, to get really back in it and into this deep work mm. uh, mindset. <laughs> so, and then you do it to yourself by just like being angry at an email or something you just received or some guy who just passed out. It, and it's like, you you just, you just lost 15 minutes. Mm. Whatever you've done before, you may have lost forever. Imagine you were on a thread of thinking, you were close to some breakthrough or whatever you were doing and just, this is gone. It's ruined. Okay? Yeah. And you, so you, you don't actually know how much of this you lose. <clears throat> Industry tries to quantify those things mm. being like, okay, you put this, um, uh, some companies have this hat you can put on, which means you're uninterruptible, uh, which we don't do because maybe we can learn how not to do this or do this properly. Uh, and the other people would be the topic of some other longer way of, uh, uh, longer bit about how to interact with people to optimize everybody's outputs and even, um, let's say, happiness or our, um, our attitude. But this, you do it to yourself. So you you can do this alone. You can just like, uh, depending on your environment and how many negative inputs you get and how much you, you complain about them, you can probably free 20-30% of your, of your actual output. But it's not something that's easy to measure.
1: Right, right. But I know everyone has probably had those days where it just seems like every time they start on something, somebody comes up and interrupts them or some notification pops up and... uh those are the worst days, <laughs> and yet that's what we create for ourselves in our own yes. minds with all the excuses. We're just we are the annoying person coming up and distracting ourselves. We are the the notifications popping up in our own mind. Um, but to avoid getting too much down that rabbit trail, I did want to didn't want to re- give you a chance to reiterate uh, some of the actionable points of this chapter, and there are many of them. Um, but could you detail some of the? specific strategies for maintaining a more productive and healthy mindset, or maybe just pick your favorite.
0: Okay. Um, so I will start with the easiest is the, the excuses one just don't don't move on to the next phase. So let's say we, we had to meet right now remotely uh, thousands of miles away for this. We booked it. Uh, let's assume I am light uh, for good or bad reasons. I will not just craft a great email saying, oh, "Colin, I'm so sorry. Um, I was doing things with uh, my son, and then my wife was late, and then the plumber didn't come. It was like, nobody cares. It's like, hey, man, uh, I'm late. Do you want to reschedule another day or 30 minutes later? Both work for me. Done. Because it's it's already irreversible what just happened. I'm late. It's done. Um, this is absolutely easy. Just just go to the solution. If somebody then tried to push you down and oh, people are looking for, <laughs> this is another one. If uh, if you're in the industry or any, any partnership and people are looking for guilty parties, it's a different one. This Then it's, uh, if you need excuses to save your job and all of this, go crazy. But this is a difference. This is, this is something that you need to, you know, Need to weave depending on the on the climate, but the just forego the excuses. You will see people would not even ask. You just go get it done. Um, in terms of the complaining, I just go with the bracelet. See what happens. Uh, just just even to check how often and where do you move it the most? Because mm. uh, this might be context based, but. Then it depends sometimes. So that was one of the points of Tim Ferris. He says, he, says he, he puts the bracelet on when he knows he's going to be stressed out, which means he's going to be negatively turned. And he's like, I need to chill out. I need to work with those contractors for three weeks. <clears throat> I know it's going to be hell. And then I have this book deadline. And so, okay, so he puts it just to re- remind himself that actually he's got a lot of things to do besides complaining. So it'd be cool to just not do it. But just doing it will probably make you... Um, understand that you probably do it more than you think. Um, and then it's up to you to come up with strategy not to do this. Uh, and involve your friends and your peers, because it's fun. It's just fun. It's, um, and, and it's great. <clears throat> about actionable point about judgment, it's it's more of a state, it's, it's more of a mindset when you enter into conversation, what's happening in your mind, maybe. Um, I'm not really the judging type, but then it depends. If you push me into the corner, into a corner, I will, uh, because I feel like I need to. But you try to let go slowly about this, or just check whenever you think, "Oh, I have a solid idea about this," uh, and see, do you need to? Do you actually need to have this idea? To, to, is there anything coming out of there? Uh, do you have like a strong position about the civil war that you don't need? <laughs> do you, so? Any of those? Could could actually free you, um, and the judgment wise is very important in, in, in my uh, in my opinion, especially nowadays where on the internet and all of this, it's like you need to stand your ground and uh, and fire and and not no no you, you cannot move you, you took a side you need to defend it to to the end it's like why why this all of this is it's just I don't engage by the way in this so because uh, <laughs> I, I don't see the point but just. Try, try to check, and just don't do it, I think,
1: mm. yeah, and so much of this is just about creating awareness about your own mindset and yes. uh, and one thing that i've I've done before is just setting reminders on my phone to to trigger every day just to to put a compelling question like that it'll just pop up like one forty five p m it'll say, you know, are you sure you know just a question <laughs> like that, give me thinking, you know what what have I thought about today?" that I've just taken a stance on that wasn't necessary or uh-huh. things like, like that. It's
0: like the eight ball backwards. It's like the eight balls that give you an answer. But it's backwards. It's the eight ball that give you a question. <laughs> yeah, nice. exactly.
1: Something yeah. like that. Or putting like a, a sticky note on your computer screen. Um, yeah. Like no excuses, just something simple like that. Just remind yourself to be aware of your own mindset. I love what you said about, um, and this is Tim Ferriss, I guess, but the fact that it, it's not just a, the original bracelet thing was a 21 day challenge. But yep. he also just when he knows he's gonna be stressed out, you know, throw on the bracelet because that's that's being proactive and thinking, man, you know, there is gonna be so much temptation to have a crappy mindset at this event or this weekend or whatever. Yeah. Let's be proactive about considering that and give myself a chance. <laughs> give myself a chance to succeed and, and have a more productive thought process.
0: Also admitting that it's it's mm. you're human, you're gonna get there you're going to get there. So just like put on the brakes to, to, to give you the tools to actually exactly. be what you, uh, be as productive and, and have the output that you actually want.
1: Exactly. So moving on uh, to the next bit. So this podcast is primarily aimed at our, our super learner community. Uh, so I do want to get this some super learner specific stuff. Um, and I know before the episode you're mentioning it, it's might be a little tangential, not completely direct, but I think it really does have a lot of applications. So um in terms of the advanced, you know, accelerated learning community techniques, everything like that, how would you say that a super learner um could use the strategies that we talked about in this episode to amplify their existing skill set?
0: Well, <clears throat> yeah, as I said, um so tangential, I'm not sure, but if you if if you apply the um, the tools presented and the strategy presented, you you will free attention as we as we spoke of, and this is so valuable when you go on the super learning journey because you're gonna do what people do, you're gonna do it faster and better, and you want it to actually last a long time. So you can't having a a more focused and maybe peaceful mind is going to help you a lot. This is why uh, there's also um, uh, um, some advice that I assume you give and we give is to uh, try meditating before. like uh, Get rid of the fog. Uh, and all, let, uh, let's assume then you, you you understood the tools and the techniques. And you're going to go for uh, a, a full three hour deep work session where you're going to do speed read, input, memorize, organize, and all of this, if you go in there with in a, in a mindset um, that is first negative, um, it's, you, you're going to be pinged all the time. If you let yourself also be frustrated, because you can complain about yourself a lot. Some people may do this. And if you train yourself to accept it, move the bracelets, that's fine. Let's go, go again. This, I, I think this, this will help a lot. Um uh so to be kinder to yourself actually to to learn that hey yeah so this 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 is hard. That's okay. Uh, that's fine. Um the other thing you could do is so that's where you can go into the leveraging judgment in the sense that if you and this one is a bit of a leap, but let's have a go. Um Creativity is one of the main tools we use. It's a, the a first one. If you're full of judgment and everything, so yeah, I imagine this is that what comes up to your mind is frozen and, and like statues, it's going to be really hard to create uh, beautiful, active, and vivid memories because for this, at least it's my experience, it's the same thing with my, with my students when I help them get like something more solid, is that No, no. Let the thing come. It's okay. It doesn't think that it belongs, but you're gonna make it belong. If you if you just if if you have a funnel mind, then it's gonna be very hard. Your your mind will just project one thing, and it's it's not what we're going for. We're going for something uh, that lives and is is as vivid as you can. If you if you let your mind do it, and it's not limited by judgment and negativity, you you're probably gonna get there much quicker. Um so that would be a, a, another another one. Um, uh, one last overall, that would wrap the three. That there were studies that were done, and I, I can't quote the study, but it was given by a psychology professor to me to to, to explain the difference of our perceptions when you're negatively focused or positively focused. Um, the experiment was the following. You had. Uh, a bunch of small circles that actually um, were in the shape of a triangle. So you have a lot of little circles that make a triangle. If you would prime someone to, so if you would prime someone negatively by a painful stimulus or, or something like this, or, or just by having a negative conversation, and you would ask, "What do you see?" They would say circles. If you prime somebody positively, they would say a triangle, which means um a positive so mindsets probably not the word but a, a, a positive state of mind at the moment might help you get the big picture and this is exactly what we go for in the in the in the super learning so just just see the forest and pick the trees if you need to but it's better if it's in the forest right yeah so exactly. uh, if you get in there and you you can see it if you're you um, are naked... The more negatively primed you are, the more you're gonna be able to see little things that don't work uh, or pointed point it out in other people, uh, or, or be annoyed at little things. When it backwards, you just let them go. And I, I do know personally that it's uh, when I speed read or try to memorize something, creating markers to place some to place somewhere. If it, there's a state that's Better than others. Like if you, if you're if you're engaged, happy, and um, I won't say free, but free is not. Uh, uh, I mean, your brain is free. That's what I mean. So it's, it's you don't have something in track that wants to to go in. And I do believe that those three um, behaviors, if you manage them, then you, you you're probably increasing your chances to to successfully uh, go through your learning experience
1: absolutely I think all that I think that's all critical honestly I mean um, working with students and and my chapter in the book is actually talking about some of this as well with a different spin but man perfectionism is the enemy of creativity and I, I had never heard of that study but that is really fascinating and I'm not surprised at all I think ability to recognize patterns and and see things you know a little outside the box thinking i think is just crippled uh when you're inside your own head and saying because i mean the second you say uh no that's not good enough you come up with an idea and you shoot it down immediately you're training yourself not to come up with ideas because the idea generation process is associated with pain it's associated with you know this idea that i if i create ideas they're all going to be terrible so your brain is like well (laughs) why should I create ideas if it's just gonna (laughs) it's just gonna be this negative and vicious cycle so I guess I just won't create any ideas Um, and I've seen that time and time again in my own work and man it's it's a huge difference you can take somebody who thinks they're not creative at all and just get them out of that perfectionistic mindset and all of a sudden they're just as creative as everybody else
0: yeah most wow. of what I've discovered is that it, it seems that there's some kind of um, um, uh, a weird limitation somewhere that comes uh, with the way we interact or the way we're we educated that doesn't let you just, oh, let, let, let it let it go. I uh, assume you had this with students who was like, no, no, go, go crazy. It's okay. <laughs> you're you're going to be fine. It's okay. All it's all in your head. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but something has to be said on the <clears throat> on the negative priming. Is that it's it's got um, an evolutionary root for good reason, because the day you will be faced with a horrible problem that you need to fix, this will be very useful. But when you're opening a book or watching a video and learning something, this is not the day. <laughs> this is this is, but because this is the. When you probably worked on project and <clears throat> things like that, and sometimes they go wrong, then if you have this mindset and you go like, no, I'm going to find the bug, I'm going to find what's, what's not working, yeah, it's this. then you need this. That's fine. Just you don't need this every day. Actually, you very rarely need it, right. unless that's your job. So, And especially in, in, if you're engaging in learning, unless you, you really want to find the bug in something you're learning, then it's pointless. Because you will miss so many things. So if you if you're if you're reading something to prove someone wrong, you're probably gonna find one thing. But is it the whole? Does it make sense? I, I don't believe it. Right but on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. I think everybody's gotten a little bit too good at finding problems, <laughs> personally, and not not so good at finding solutions.
0: Um, <clears throat> it's it's rewarded. Is that the thing? yeah that's true <laughs> it's like oh yeah so he, he found out this problem that means we need to stop and do something else and uh yeah it's uh i don't know if it's in all um, trades i think engineering has this uh, a lot because if there's a problem we need to fix yeah. it obviously um, in all the trades i don't really know um i guess maybe with lawyers <laughs> they probably do this. I find the loophole. There you go. We're going to use this. Then you fix it. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, we are coming up on time here. So I want to give you the chance to leave our listeners with one message. So what would be the key takeaway from this episode? The one thing that you want our listeners to remember if they can only take away one thing because there are so many.
0: What would it be? Yes, this, this is a challenging question. Um, what I would say is try the bracelet. Just try it for three weeks. See what happens. Then move on to the other two once it works for you.
1: Awesome. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> Get yourself a bracelet, slap it on. Start keeping track if you're complaining. And I, one thing you do mention in the chapter, and I thought this was, was worth bringing up, is that uh, you can use this same technique for anything. Any, any mindset change that you want to um, take place in your life, you can use the same trick. Uh, if you want to notice when you're making excuses, when you're passing judgments, uh, specific, specific thoughts that you have that are reoccurring, that are negative or pointless, uh, this bracelet trick can really help. It's you know what gets measured gets managed. And this is one of the ways to measure some of those abstract, difficult things. Uh, so definitely yeah. try it out. Um, last but not least, I do want to give uh, you the chance to let people know where they can find you. Uh, so where can people go to find more information about what you talked about in this episode? And also where can they find more of your content and connect with you?
0: So... <clears throat> For now, um, I don't yet have a platform um, online where you can find more about this. So I would say refer to to the book website. And if you want to get in contact, uh, there are only two human beings with my name in the world. So you'll find me.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. All right, sounds good. All right, well, I will post uh, the link to the website he just mentioned in the podcast description but if you're just listening that is uh, superhumanplaybook.com that's where you can find Antoine's stuff and you can find more of uh, ways to connect with him once he gets those active we'll make sure to put those on the website as well Um, and just as a, a general thing I've been throwing this at the end of each episode if you took something away from this if this was really valuable to you I know it was for me Uh, take action. Let us know how it's going for you. Um, There will be opportunities. You can find the links in the description for this episode, how you can share that with us, but we will definitely follow up with you. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and how the bracelet challenge or anything else you took away has made an impact on your life. Well, anyway, Antoine, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with all of us.
0: Thank you, Colin. It was great. All right.
1: well, We'll talk soon.
0: Talk to you soon.